Man, we got to stop meeting like this. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches. Uh, this is a little quick recap update here on the James Robinson to the New York Jets. Of course, once again, we just finished recording our Monday podcast on a waiver wire pickup. So want to let you know that some of the things we might have said might not reply now because obviously James Robinson is now a New York Jet. Obviously, James Robinson just got traded this athlete last night. Uh, he was traded for a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick that could turn into a fifth round pick if James Robinson can rush up 600 yards on the season. Now, James Robinson going to the New York Jets definitely changes a uh, must priority ad for guys like Michael Carter, obviously, because well, he wasn't as under owned as as other running backs in this coming waiver wire pickup, but he was definitely one of the top guys. Uh, you don't need to overspend on getting a guy like Michael Carter now. He's going to probably continue to stay in his role. Uh, maybe this one week he might end up having some better value because James Robinson is newer to the organization and the offensive scheme. But James Robinson just fits this offensive scheme. He's that one-cut running back, which I think is something that similar to what Brees Hall was able to do in this offense here. I think James Robinson should end up being the the top RB on this team probably has RB2 value right now in fantasy, while Michael Carter kind of goes back to that boomer bust RB3, low-end RB3 value. Uh, definitely a big shift here, obviously, because we were saying, oh, go pick up Michael Carter. Would you pick up Michael Carter or Gus Edwards? Uh, but now that discussion is over, it's obviously Gus Edwards is a top RB now in this coming waiver wire pickup. Uh, Ty Johnson, we had him as a possible like late-round sleeper kind of you know waiver wire pickup guy. He doesn't really fit that mold anymore now. You probably don't need to worry about picking him up at this moment. But James Robinson, we'll see what he's able to do here because James Robinson, he started off the season off real hot, you know, really good, but he just eventually lost his role to uh, Travis Etienne over the back half of this last three weeks now here now. But, you know, Robinson was looking pretty good. Uh, you know, he's a guy who has over, you know, 2,000 rushing yards on his career as an undrafted rookie. I think he can fit this Jets offense really well. And if you were able to buy low on that situation for a small window today, you made great sense off that. But he should be fine. On the flip side, though, Travis Etienne jumps up into that high-end RB2 dis discussion now at this point. Someone who uh, should end up seeing the bulk of the workload uh, on this Jets uh, this Jags offense here now. So uh, you must just got yourself a steal as a potential RB1. I'm saying RB2 right now. We'll see what happens. Uh if you're looking to pick somebody up in that situation now, Jermichael uh, Hasty is the premier backup at this point, but he's more of a passing downs back. So, I mean, he's worth a pickup if you're looking for depth in possibly 14 to 16 man leagues. I'd probably want to take a shot maybe at Snoop Connor. He is the rookie for this Jags offense here, who's more of a bigger back that kind of fits that James Robinson mold. So, I would go for probably him over Hasty because. Hasty is like more of that passings down back, and obviously Travis Etienne knows how to do that. So, yeah, uh, definitely wild news here. Obviously, again, what we might have said about Carter and Ty Johnson and things like that, you could probably disregard at this point now. But at the end of the day, James Robinson now is a nice RB2 for the New York Jets. Michael Carter continues to stay at his boomer bust RB3 role. Travis Etienne jumps up to a borderline RB1, probably high-end RB2 in reality, and you can now take sleeper shots at probably Snoop Connors. If you want to go for Jermichael Hasty, you can, but I think it's going to be Snoop Connors. We'll have to wait to see on that, but definitely an interesting trade. Obviously, uh, we don't get many trades, and we've gotten two RBs traded over the last seven days here. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Uh, thanks for listening, and let, let it continue. Coaches. Blow the whistle. Hey. Blow the whistle. Hey. Blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you. Hey. Blow the whistle, uh. blow the whistle, uh. blow the whistle. Got the game, it ain't no issue. Yeah, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you. The championship, it is gone. Ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on. This is the coaches podcast, ripping up everything off that. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. Man, week seven was uh, a different kind of animal, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to break it all down today, give you guys some waiver wire talk, a lot of injury news we got to go through, but let's introduce the crew. Coach Jibs, what's going on, brother? 
I'll tell you one thing. This waiver wire ain't going to be uh, empty this week. <laughs> no, it is not. It's going to be a lot of things. We have a lot. We probably have all different kinds of ones, so it'll be interesting. That's for sure. Coach John, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. I got absolutely crushed in fantasy this week. So anyone who played me, congratulations. Uh, I'm a bitter loser right now. I traded for CMC in one of the leagues we're in, Steve, thinking, oh, this will help me because I had Dalvin Cook buy and all this, and I still might lose. So yeah. it stinks. We did a coach's trade, Jibs. I got Dalvin Cook in a first, and I gave him CMC in a second. <laughs> My team is like, oh, and seven. It's the best <laughs> worst team ever. I just can't win. All right. So enough of that, guys. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about today. We'll get right into the news segment today. So let's do it. All right. So like I said, guys, we have so much news to talk about today. It is wildly insane. First off, Mike Williams, high ankle sprain. Test results brought back today. Likely to miss time. He is on a bye next week, so that's great news. Uh, now, high ankle sprains can vary depending on how severe it is. Honestly, it could be or it could be back after the bye, or he could be out for two months, a little longer. It really doesn't know. I haven't heard anything else yet about it, but more than likely, it's probably a three to five week injury. So Mike Williams is going to be out for a significant period of time. Corey Davis, knee injury as well. Uh, Considered day-to-day, his status for Sunday is unknown at the moment. DK Metcalf, also knee injury, does not need surgery, but his time time frame to return is to be determined still, so definitely not great news. You're likely assuming he's not going to play in Week 8. Ryan Tannehill kind of walked out in some crutches on Sunday, but he's supposed to be okay, but his status, again, is unknown for, obviously, Sunday still. Brees Hall, the terrible news that Brees Hall... The rookie running back tore his ACL and a meniscus tear as well in his knee. Definitely very sad to hear that. David Njoku, ankle injury. That is a high ankle sprain, which, again, two to five weeks. Like I said, that's kind of something you should probably put for a guy like Mike Evans' time frame, two to five weeks. And Daniel Bellinger, he fractured his eye socket and, and his uh, spectrum uh, over the weekend. Definitely was a bloody thing to see. Uh, definitely not great. Anything you guys want to take away from here overall? I'm sure we'll talk about some of their replacements, but anything in particular? Um, no, I mean, it's all shitty. <laughs> it just sucks. It all sucks. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Brees Hall thing, you know, if you're in Dynasty, now might be a good time if you're, you know, trying to – if because I'm assuming whoever had Brees Hall was probably doing pretty good and was probably contending. And if you're out, now might be a time to uh, – sort of make a trade for Brees Hall. Um, you know, that window might have opened up a little bit. But other than that, this is all just bad news all around. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, the two notables would be Brees Hall and Mike Williams. I know Mike Williams hasn't been, like, Mr. Fantastic over the last two games, but it's still going to hurt missing a high-end wide receiver, too, on your team. And then Brees Hall is just devastating. I was watching the game. It kind of looked like I was hoping he was concussed. And then he put him in that cart, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, no. So um, we'll see you back early 2023 and rest in rehab, brother. Yeah. Like I said, it's, you know, ACL tears are usually 9- to 12-month injuries, so he could be ready by the by the training camp. He could might be taking him some time. We'll see what happens. doesn't seem like it's – you know, I feel like there was a point in time where, like, oh, he'll be back. He'll be fine. He'll be back back next season, even if you, like, you know, tear your ACL midseason. Now, I feel like sometimes these things – People aren't rehabbing as or whatever it is, healing as quickly as we all think. So hopefully that's not the case, but we'll see. He's young. He's only 21. Um, he's got a long future, hopefully, in this NFL. Yeah, I think franchises are looking at J.K. Dobbins and kind of like, look, we don't want to do that. We don't want to rush our guy back and have him battle this injury all season. You know, someone like Brees Hall and the Jets, they're willing to just, I assume, they're willing to max out that you know, recovery time. So if it's, if they say nine months, assume 10, 11, you know? Right. It's kind of a way to take it. So uh, we'll talk more obviously on the off season about Brees Hall's future next year. So definitely a major blow for this season though. And obviously anyone who drafted him or took him first over on their dynasty picks. All right. Other news, uh, Chuba Hubbard, ankle injury, he's supposedly okay. Alan Lazard. I have not heard anything about that just yet. Um, Nico Collins, also shoulder injury. 
Uh, haven't heard much about that. He's definitely not practicing today. Russell Gage, Hammy, and Hammy. Uh, haven't heard much about that either. Amron St. Brown had a concussion, took him out very early, unfortunately, in that seven, week seven matchup, but he does not have a concussion. He has to go through the protocol still, uh, but he looks good for week eight, hopefully. Uh, Mike Boone, ankle injury on IR. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a probably a short-term thing, so he's out four games at least. Obviously, we didn't really talk about the J.K. Dobbins news. Uh, he's getting surgery again. He'll be out four to six weeks as well. Um, the Denver Broncos and replacement of Mike Boone went out and signed Marlon Mack. Uh, and of course, this was some pretty interesting news. Matt Ryan benched for Sam Ellinger. Uh, apparently has a grade two shoulder sprain, but coach, uh, coach said that that had nothing to do with it. They were going to bench him anyway. And Ellinger is supposedly to start the rest of the season, considered the start of the rest of the season. Um, you guys just downgrade all of the Colts offense here. Yeah, I mean, upgrade Taylor. <laughs> They're probably going to run that ball that much. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, luckily Matt Ryan wasn't like lighting the world on fire. I mean, he was playing okay. So, um, you know, you're downgrading them a little bit because I think Sam Elgin is going to be a little bit more sporadic, um, turn the ball over a little bit more, but yeah, like Jib said, I think this is where Jonathan Taylor starts to get right. Yeah. All right, Pete Pittman. Yeah. Yeah. And and Paris Campbell was doing really and well. Paris, yeah. yeah. I might have changed my top five actually. Uh, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but like I said, um, it's definitely a major blow. I mean, Ellinger was kind of that gunslinger type of individual, so maybe that actually helps. But again, he's yet to throw an NFL pass in his two year career, if I'm not mistaken, he's two years in now. He's all all he has, I think, is like three carries for nine yards. That's all his uh season is worth. Uh, his career so we'll have to wait to see it it can't be much worse than what matt ryan was giving us and matt ryan just did not look like anything of a shell of himself at this point of his career so maybe this is an upgrade we'll have to wait and see uh definitely going to be people in super flex leagues trying to pick this man up i know in dynasty leagues he's going to be a major pickup this coming week here Mm -hmm. but definitely a major blow uh real quick before we get keep going do you guys like cmc to 49ers for fantasy. I mean, I do. Obviously, I just traded for him in one league. I think it's great. It's a top five talent going into what we think with Shanahan as a top five run system. So, you know, I knew this week was going to be iffy because obviously he was going to be on limited snaps and not know the program. But otherwise, you know, they invested a lot in him. So they're going to use him. And I think he's under contract until the end of 2025. So, you know, wheels up. You know, again, obviously there's injury concerns. There's always injury concerns, but it's an upgrade from Carolina. So I, I feel good about it. I feel great about it. Like um, like John said, like that run system, we've seen scrubs come in there and perform. <laughs> now we got like a consensus, like top five running back in fantasy going to that offense. It should be all green lights go. The only other thing I hate about it is just like the influx of like what the other skill weapons will be doing. Like it's going to be IU week, one week. How's um, Debo going to perform? Kittle seems like he's just doing fine. So it's just a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen, but CMC is definitely going to be good rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And you guys already heard mine. I did a little quick um, extra add-on to our last podcast because I did catch it in time before I finished editing. You know, you guys know that how I feel about the situation overall. I'm not going to get too much into it. I don't know if he's top five still. I think top 10, but not top five personally. So, all right. Let's get into our first segment of the day because that is all the news to talk about here. Keep or cut time, guys. We'll keep this one real short here. About eight players we have. Are you going to keep them or cut them from your team? First up, Kyle Pitts. Another pad performance. Has one game over 10 fantasy points this season. One game as a tight end one this year. Is it time to just cut your loss and say, you know what? Let someone else deal with the headaches and go out there and get somebody else. Uh, yeah, in theory, you could cut them but like you already know like as soon as you put them on the waiver wire you're gonna have 10 11 managers going right after them so like yeah. i'm just gonna just keep them on the bench and probably go with coach steve waiver wire people for the week yeah the season. <laughs> i think i think it's i think it's crazy i mean it's not crazy because redraft he's he's not gonna he's not gonna come back i mean they're throwing the ball 
17, 18 times. They're not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Like it's back to back teens uh, of, of throwing the ball. So I think that in redraft you could, but you still might be able to trade someone on a hope and a prayer and just lower your expectations of what you're going to get back. Um, you know, trade him for a, trade him for a Deonta Foreman, like, you know, like do something like that. Trade him for a Michael Carter, a piece that you can use. I just, you know, you got to set your, you know, expectations a little lower and just trade him away. Don't cut him Cause that's because Jibs is right. Everyone would put an offer in on him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Like Bryce, Brett Ripken's out there throwing t- 30 times a game and <laughs> Mariota is like at 13. That's oh, it's unbelievable. Insane. It's That's insane. because they're running. Atlanta's running the ball. They're down like by three scores and they're running the ball three straight times. Like, oh, I was watching. I almost pulled up my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's such a tough situation. I probably will keep him for another week or two. But by week nine, if he's not performing at least one more time as a tight end one, I'm, I'm going to get rid of him. We'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. We'll see how that we feel then. But I think you have to keep him a little bit longer and at least try to trade him. Try so hard to trade him. Trade him for anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, see you, Steve. <laughs> um, so going on to number two, are we yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. or are we cutting A.J. Dillon? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was thinking this today. I was looking over some of my dynasty rosters and looking over some redraft rosters. And I was like, who's someone I can target that, you know, might bounce back. And I was looking, one of the names that kind of kept coming up was AJ Dillon. And I'm like, I really don't think he's going to bounce back. Like, I just don't, I don't have confidence that, you know, green Bay is going to figure it out and they're going to all of a sudden be a multi-touchdown scoring team. And so I think, yeah, AJ Dillon might be pretty close to a cut candidate. I mean, he's barely seeing the field. He's getting three or four carries. It's like, what what good are you you're not helping me um i i just think would you guys cut him for gus edwards oh 100 percent 100 percent i'd cut him for gus 100 percent. michael carter uh yeah probably still would cut him for michael carter too yeah yeah i would cut him at this point i think you can cut aj Dillon and let him be a booby trap for someone else yeah, he really hasn't done nothing. His schedule's getting a lot tougher. I know he has the Buffalo Bills next week. He has a layup matchup. If you hold on for him for two weeks and he plays the Lions and he doesn't do anything, you could just forget about him the rest of the season because afterwards it's this mm-hmm. terrible matchup, Dallas, Tennessee. So it's going to be hard, and he's just losing touches every week. I'm surprised he only had four carries last week. That's yeah. true. And they also have Dallas, Tennessee, game. Philly, Chicago, the Rams, the Dolphins. They're not easy run defenses to go against, so – yeah, definitely a bad experiment this year because I have a lot invested in DJ, uh, DJ, uh, AJ Dillon. So definitely, I w- I would cut him if you need to. If you're looking to pick up a different piece, don't just cut him to cut him. But <laughs> Melvin Gordon, keeper cut. Well, you already know my answer from last week. Cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably a cut too. I just don't, you know, I don't see it. But it sucks because. Running backs are a premium and he is getting touches, but I mean, what good is seven, eight touches in a crappy offense? So I guess probably cut. And it seems like they're like to give uh, Latavius Murray the ball around the goal line and we do not like that. So no. All right. Uh, Naeem Hines. Um, See ya. Yeah, you can cut him. Cut him. If JT is back and healthy, you cut him. Mm -hmm. Uh, James Robinson. (laughs) <laughs> Woo, you're gone buddy yeah see ya this sucks, it sucks. Goose, goose egg this week with minimal snaps i mean yeah i think it's etn is taking over that there was a report out there that he was banged up i don't know how much that had to play into the situation obviously it's, it's been ongoing then if that's the case mm-hmm. but uh you know he's at 13 fantasy points over the last four weeks yeah, uh, he was banged dope. up. Or I saw Etienne had a good run at the end, and then they put James Robinson for a player too. This is the fourth quarter, so like I, I think they're just trying to save his name. Mm-hmm. Trade him. Trade rumors to the Jets. I heard maybe potentially that'd be interesting. I heard Please. Kareem. I heard Kareem Hunt to the Jets, which would be He's that's another one. Really oh. The Jets want to stay in contention, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do go trade for a running back. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you have to cut him, you can. I, I maybe want to hold on to him a little bit longer. I mean, maybe something gives at some point. Um, Bob Woods. Yeah, I'll probably cut him. I think there's. I think you're going to start to see Malik Willis soon, and I, I just, I don't, I don't want any piece of that. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Kyle? Burke should be back in uh, two weeks or so. Yeah, I would cut Bob Woods. He's good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Drake London. 
Oh, no. Uh, shoot. You want a bench for me? Like... Yeah, he's probably a bench. Um, bench guy. Okay. okay. I don't know if I'm cutting him quite yet just because – it says did 15 see fantasy points over the last four weeks. 15 know, fantasy points. A, I hate Arthur Smith. I want him fired. I want him fired so badly. <laughs> uh, the only saving grace would be if you look at his schedule, it definitely opens up. I know he had some difficult matchups in those last like three or four weeks. I know the passing volume is low, but I'm hoping something could break there. Like there's just no way these Falcons could run like 30 times a game and be competitive, especially during the later stretch of the season. Okay. He had one target, Kirill Lowe, one target this past week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk but to Kyle right. Pitts. Schedule does get easier. He's got the Chargers, the Panthers, the uh, Washington, Pittsburgh coming up down the stretch. So maybe things pick up. i probably hold on to him too. Um, let's see here. Michael Gallup. I'd still hang on to Michael Gallup. I think, um, you know, Dak coming back, going to get – acclimated with this offense he's still number two in a what should be you know a high powered a higher powered offense in the league I, i'm not cutting him quite yet i probably mm. caught him me too i caught him i added him and i'm probably going to keep him one more week like i'm like i started that last week and it was just a pedestrian performance you got to get his feet back under so um hopefully there's some good times to come soon but till then you got to just put him on that bench mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I will cut him if I need to. So, all right. So that is the rest of our keep and cut segment. We'll have more, obviously, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's look what happened last week on our waiver wire show. Uh, start off with me, obviously, Deontay Foreman. If I if you guys picked up Deontay Foreman when I said to, you're sitting gold. He had a great week. Drake London, uh, Drake London. Uh, thinking about Drake London. Uh, Kenyon Drake, just a straight dud performance, unfortunately. And the rest of my guys, like Bellinger, he's hurt, unfortunately, now. Robbie Anderson, he was a wait-and-see kind of guy. And Rashad Waite actually had put a better game than Leonard Fournette. So maybe there's a tide coming. Hopefully not, because I have a lot of Leonard Fournette shares I need to do well. But Rashad White did do well in a bad game. Uh, Jibs, Jimmy G, and Mel- uh, Melvin, Evan Ingram did well this past week. So that was great. Obviously, he also had Drake London. And then he had uh, Van Jefferson. Kenyon he- Drake, sir. Kenyon Drake. What did I say? Drake London again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kenyon Drake, a dud, obviously. And then, obviously, some long-term ones. Van Jefferson, who is supposed to be coming off the IR, and Robbie Anderson, and Coach John. Uh, why can't I think of who you had there? Who would you have? Um, what Robinson do you have? Well, I can't think of his name. Which Robinson? Oh, Wando Robinson. Wando he had Robinson. A pretty good week. Oh he had a pretty God. good week. I, couldn't, I just wrote Robinson. I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wando. Wando Robinson did well. Uh, Kenyon Drake, obviously not great. Uh, Philip Lindsay didn't uh, didn't have to get come back, and then Daniel Bellinger and, and Traquan Thornton plays tonight, so maybe he ends up having a good week. So, mm-hmm. all right. So we got bye weeks. Kansas City and the Chargers this week here. Some heavy hitters, but obviously not as bad as Week Seven, thankfully. So we'll get through the week for sure. All right. So let's get into our top five overall waiver wire pickups of the week. Uh, Coach Jibs, I'll let you go first, brother. Okay. Um, starting from the top, if you need a quarterback this week, I would look towards uh, Daniel Jones. I know he doesn't have that the highest passing volume games compared to other quarterbacks in fantasy, but he's able to pick up some slack due to his rushing ability. He is averaging eight carries for 49 rushing yards per game. So you're already penciling five points if you ask, if you think about it. I uh, know um, this week, I believe he has Seattle Seahawks, which should be a favorable matchup for him. So look into Daniel Jones, if you're missing Mahomes or Herbert, then um, for running back, uh, Gus Edwards, we just talked about him. I was definitely shocked that he got 14 rushes, Coming back from like the ACL injury, we saw them baby J.K. Dobbins. I didn't think it would be that care that case. Um, Kenya Drink was absolutely garbage with that uh, barely 0.5 per carry. So um, if everything stays to tune, Gus Edwards should be in a locked in RB two role for the rest of the season. Um, another surprising running back, uh, Chuber Hubbard. I didn't think that backfield would be usable at all, but since Deontay Foreman's over our um, waiver wire percentage mark. Chuba Hubbard's only 30% owned, so you saw what he was able to do with the, the receptions. And he got a couple carries. I think he had nine carries, good good yards per carry. So look to him out as well. Maybe um, he'll be utilized more when um, Panthers are actually trailing and he could be um, a weapon out of the backfield. 
uh, tight end, still sticking with Evan Ingram. He uh, won me something last week. He's still been consistent for three straight weeks, 15 receptions, 176 yards, no touchdowns. He does have Denver Broncos, which is a tough matchup, but then Vegas, Kansas City. Ooh, there's going to be some good performances coming up for him. And I had Paris Campbell, but I think I'll pivot right back to... Mm, I don't know. I'll just pick Paris Campbell. But anyway, if you guys look on the waiver wire, this man has been electric over the last two games. 17 receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns on 23 targets. He's been averaging a 99% snap share. Um over the last two weeks, I know like we need to watch how Pierce performs, and I know the quarterback changes may have a little bit of effect on this, but I still will add Paris Campbell to his utilization in this Frank Wright offense. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, before we get to Coach John, we do have another variation of our first question we had about Michael Carter and Gus Edwards. Let's throw in Chuba Hubbard in there now. Mm-hmm. How do you guys rank it with Chuba Hubbard? I still would rank it probably Gus, Michael Carter, Chuba Hubbard. Um, that's how I mean. That's how I would rank those three. Uh, I think I think Hubbard is going to Deonta Foreman. They're going to be some level of a of a one two punch like we saw. Um, Gus is I, I like Gus as an RB two for the rest of the season, and Michael Carter is probably a more of a flex rest of the season, and then. Um, I mean, it's it's tough. It's so tough because Michael Carter could come out and get 15 carries and six targets this next week, and when we're all beating ourselves, going, "Why didn't we see this coming?" <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna roll with Carter, Gus, and Hubbard. Like I know you guys said, like a trade could possibly happen, and that could kind of put that backfield in flux. But I know going into the season before. They were saying Michael Carter's RB1, and then Brees yeah. Hall had a little electric uh, four or five game stretch, and then they had to put him on the field. So if they go back to Carter and everything goes right with Gus, saying like no injury concerns, then I, I would put Gus over Carter. But I just, as it is right now, I'm going Carter, Gus, Hubbard for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to stick with mine, just like John's. It's going to be Gus Edwards, solid R- low end RB2. Michael Carter has high end RB3 appeal. And Chuba Hubbard, it just I, I don't know what to make. I want to see it more than just one week. They were ahead in this game here. They just did whatever they want against the Bucks. I can't Denver. believe I can't believe they ran well <laughs> against the Bucks. I can't so bad. It was wild. It was crazy. Stranger so, things. Stranger <laughs> things. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what their role is. I mean, I thought he'd see the passing work, but then Deontay Foreman saw two catches for 27 yards. So uh mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how this works. But he's definitely last in my on my end. So all right. Let's get back to the top five. John, what you got? Um, the first one I want to mention, and this one is probably not on your waivers, but he's 30% owned on Sleeper, so he might be out there and check because he's coming off a buy, and that's James Cook. Um, I think James Cook, you know, people might have had to drop him for bye weeks, uh, you know, might have forgot about him because he's on a buy. Um, but what happened, if people remember, um, you had uh, a healthy scratch out of – why can't I remember his name? Uh, yeah, Zach Moss. And I think coming out of the bye, they're going to start to get the rookie a little bit more involved. They he, He's electric in the pass game. They need something out of the backfield. I think Devin Singletary is running well, but that's, you know, he's not lighting the world on fire. And there's a world where James Cook can come in and earn some carries and earn some touches uh, coming out of the bye. So I would check for James Cook first and foremost. Um, I would go, um, I mean, we talked about Michael Carter and Gus Edwards. Those ones are, are kind of obvious ads. I like Kate Otten. I think Kate Otten has been getting some looks. Um, he's consistent. Uh, had a few games now where he's getting four or five targets from Tom Brady. And if this Bucks offense can ever figure it out and get back to being a top 10 offense, then he could be really good. Um, the other one, again, I'm going back with uh, Kaiquan Thornton. Uh, I, I We didn't get to see him play yet, but if he is still out there, if he is still on your waivers, you know, he is a – fast burner of a guy that I think the Patriots are lacking um, speed. They're going to design plays with end arounds. They're going to design ways to get the ball in his hands in the red zone. Um, and he's a sub four, three guy. So you can't teach speed. And then the last one is Marquise Goodwin. I, I think Marquise Goodwin is one of those boring names that you don't really want. You don't want to have to start, but uh, if D- if DK Metcalf misses multiple weeks, he could be flex worthy for sure. 
All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, let's see. I got to get rid of Debo. Who can I try trading for? Uh, we have another question here. I, I want to get rid of Debo. Who can I trade? Oh, well, I'm trying to trade for. Who can I trade? try trading for? Hmm. It doesn't matter. Just a flex. Okay. We're thinking Dave Montgomery, maybe Aaron Jones, maybe Zeke Elliott, a wide receiver. I have Dalton Schultz, Evan, uh, Gerald Everett. Uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah, Gerald Everett. I would... I don't know if I would do it for, I mean, Aaron Jones is nice, but coming off a big week, I think that's kind of more of a facade than anything. Um, you know, that offense just doesn't look good. It just really doesn't. Uh, you could probably, I mean, you could get, uh, let's, I mean, what if you went and like, I, again, I'm, I've been trying to trade for ETN for the past like two weeks in every league I'm in, but I wonder if you could get ETN plus something for Debo. Um, which would be a, a, like, that's an interesting trade to me. I mean, ETN has been ripping off 30, 40 yard runs every game. Looks like he's taken over that backfield uh, could really go on a tear in the second half. And then if you could get him plus, you know, whatever else you want for Debo, you might be doing all right. Whereas Aaron Jones, I feel like that might have to be an even swap. And I think I'd still probably rather Debo. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Like, I think Aaron Jones would probably be the closest one one swap. I think if you put Monty or Ezekiel Elliott, you probably could get another wide receiver back uh, out of those three. I probably would take the fool's gold and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. His schedule is kind of opening up over the next couple of weeks. You get another wide receiver, try to like make him pay up for that, and I'll take it from there. But uh, ETN is definitely a good um, avenue, though. Suggestion by John. Yeah, no, uh, both both great options. What I would look to do is try to do a two-for-one if I can. I always love to do a two-for-one if I can pull that off. I mean, I'd be looking at, like, someone who might be not high on Amari Cooper hmm. right now who's seeing a good target share, and Watson is much closer to coming back than we talked about a month and a half ago now, obviously. Uh, I mean, he's been performing very well, and people might not see that because his stats are a little bit inconsistent. Uh, but he has, I think, some big games ahead of him still, especially when Watson does come back. And if you can get like another like a RB or whatever on the back end there from whoever's team that is, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, that's funny. Like Amari Cooper is a good name to bring up because he hasn't had those explosive games yet. He's just been solid week in, week out. And I think Deshaun Watson coming in is going to raise that ceiling. So he's a good – that's a good name. You know, you could do Cooper, like just for example, say Cooper and ETN are on the same team. You, I bet you could go with Debo and get Cooper and ETN and be and probably try and swing a trade like that, which you can you get close. You might um, get close. You might. I don't know if anyone wants to trade. I don't know if you'd be able to do a two for one with Travis ETN getting back just because he's had a, such a good game this past week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyone? Well, yeah. Heard, I mean. Aaron Jones maybe is okay if you wanted to, just because I think the Packers are going to have some better schedule down their stretch here. Maybe they start using Jones more like he did this week in that receiving role. So, um, eh. Cameron, hey, Cameron, what's up, dude? Week nine. Got two weeks till week nine, brother. But hey, sure, throw it out there. Oh, um, uh, let's see here. Let's get to my top five. And if, Brent, if Cameron has any questions, we'll get to that. So uh, obviously my top five overall, similar to like all the guys here, Gus Edwards is at the top of that list. Should be a pretty solid RB2. I don't know when, if any time, that you know J.K. Dobbins is going to come back. He put up 16 for 66 and two touchdowns. He's clearly leading the backfield off the bat. And again, there was you know last year we were talking about J.K. Dobbins, like, and people was concerned about Gus Edwards being there with him. And there's a reason for it. Gus Edwards is a really good running back. So, I mean, he should be a pretty solid RB2. Um, obviously if Deontay Foreman's out there, definitely get him. But obviously if not, Chuba Hubbard is a worth a pickup right now, for sure. A throw on your bench as an RB depth to see if what happens there. Maybe they want to go to Chuba Hubbard at some point. Maybe Dante Foreman gets hurt at some point. Might as well pick him up now. Uh, my tight, I have actually two tight ends on my list. Actually I have uh, Greg Dolchik from mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos back to back games. Now he has been the important player on this offense here the, uh, for the Denver Broncos here. Basically the only one really performing here. Uh, I mean, he's got, you know, two games now with over eight fantasy points, you know, almost 100 yards over his first two games as a as a NFL pro. Uh, pro. He's fast. He's an electric uh, tight end. So he's definitely worth picking up right now. That's for sure. And my other one is Harrison Bryant. Jacoby Brissett loves his tight ends. 
and and David Njoku has been playing very well this coming season here. And Harrison Bryan is just like another, he's just a very fast athletic tight end. And I think for a few weeks, if you're looking for that tight end help, he's definitely worth picking up now until David Njoku comes back, at least until Deshaun Watson gets back, because we don't know what's going to happen with that offense then. But we know Jacoby Brissett has loved to throw to his tight ends over the, his career. And this might be the first time ever that Harrison Bryan actually has the tight end room to himself in three, two seasons now. So definitely worth a pickup in my books. And uh, the last one, and this is going to be a tough one to sell, but it's uh, Marquise Goodwin, mm-hmm. uh, the Seattle Seahawks. If obviously DK Metcalf looks like he's not going to be back uh, this coming week or could be multiple weeks here, uh, it's definitely tough to like throw it out there. And you might be more of like a 14 to 16 man league kind of situation there. But uh, Goodwin, Goodwin saw some good targets in this past game here. And Geno Smith has been flinging the ball every which way. And they have a fantastic run game that, basically just opens up the play action downfield. And, you know, Goodwin saw some great work, you know, five targets, 62 yards on the day. He might not get two touchdowns every week, but he's at the Giants and the Cardinals, again, a a game where they might need to throw the ball a little bit more. So it's worth giving a shot on him and see if he ends up, you know, producing. Especially if uh, also Tyler uh, Lockett is also a little banged up too. So maybe there's even more targets coming his way this coming week. So just keep that in mind. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Debo for D. David. Oh no, I, I don't know if I'd do that. I don't think fall you, for the fool's gold. I think you you could get way more than just Gabe David. I wouldn't do it straight up. No, not straight up. I want. I would want something else with that. Yeah, I mean, I like Gabe David as a piece, but you could get you could get more than just Gabe Davis. You should get you should get more than just Gabe Davis for Debo. Gabe Davis is probably a boom. He's a boomer bust wide receiver too. Whereas Debo is a little bit more locked in your lineup, you know. I think you could just you could just get a little extra. Yeah, Debo is wide receiver eleven on the season, while Gabe Davis is wide receiver twenty six. You should be able to get at least something else yeah. with that. Debo yeah, trying to get someone in the same ballpark at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus upgrade somewhere else. You tell the owner, like, listen, you're getting a player who is being super consistent all season long, and you're getting you're giving me a guy who, yeah, maybe he gets twenty six points in one week, but the other week he's going to get me five. Right, right. It's two boomer bust. You got to give me some kind of like leeway here. You're getting consistency star, and I'm getting a up and down boomer bust wide receiver two most weeks. So that's the way I see it. But I thought about using Davis instead of Amari Cooper when I when I mentioned it originally. So, all right, let's get to the positional waivers now. Got some other players that we might not have mentioned. Uh, some other quarterbacks: Andy Don versus the Raiders this week. Marcus Mariota versus the Chargers. Uh, J.C. Jackson just went on IR for the rest of the season, so they lost a big part of that secondary. Tyler Heineke had a pretty decent week versus the Col- uh, Colts, and of course, Sean Watson's coming back soon, so you might want to start picking up Deshaun Watson now. Anything of that group you guys want to highlight on your own end? Definitely not Dalton. Yeah, he put up thirty-seven points this past week. Yeah, but they, what? They, he did. Andy yeah, Dalton, he, yeah. Andy Dalton had a had a monster game, yeah, even he, though he, he threw two a, on the week. Even though he threw a ton of interceptions, uh, but two picks. There is talks. There is talks that Jameis Winston is going to come back and take his job. So he shouldn't. Andy Dalton is playing better. <laughs> so any one of this group you guys wanted to go through, or are you guys okay with that group? If anyone wants to take one of them, they're all. They're all, you know, mid-level streaming guys. If you're in one quarterback, I wouldn't really go crazy over any of them. Um, yeah, wait two, until after the week. Yeah. That's how I would say it. All right, cool. So, so let's get to some RBs now. I got a lot here now. So we already mentioned the top targets like Edwards, Hubbard, Ford, uh, Foreman. Uh, if Latavius Murray's out there, he's only 32% owned. Uh, I'd go for that. There's other players like Naeem Hines, even though we just said to drop him, but depends on your league. Uh, Rashad White, James Cook, uh, Kerryon Ingram played pretty well this past weekend. I don't know if James Conner is going to be back ready for next week yet, nor uh, Darrell Williams. Craig Reynolds, Mark Ingram, Ty Johnson, DJ Dallas, Isaiah Spiller, Kerryon Williams, Kenny Gainwell. Anything sticks out to you guys? Um, Kenny Gainwell is is interesting. I like Kenny Gain. I've always liked Ken Gainwell. Um. I think, uh, yeah, Keontae Ingram. If if we're gonna miss another week without James Conner, Keontae Ingram's a good pickup. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough. These are, you know, other than the obvious, you know, Gus Edwards, Michael Carter um, in the in the Carolina backfield. 
it's kind of tough because then it dries up quick again. You're back into like second, third string running backs, and you're hoping for an injury. So, and again, there's not a lot of RBs this week that are like <laughs> dire besides Eckler and then maybe Clyde. You're starting on a yeah. weekly basis, so you might not mm-hmm. need the RBs. But you could be like Cameron and planning ahead. He also has half his wide receiver core out as well. Cameron, just take the L in week 11. Yeah. Yeah. Close Cam, up shop. Don't Cam, do yeah. Close up shop week nine and come in hard week 10. That's that's. I did that this week in a league. I said, you know what? I know I'm going to lose it. I'll just let the lose go. Don't don't ruin your team just to have a all starting lineup for one week. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, but luckily, wide receiver production is a little bit easier to um, find on the waiver wire. A little bit. Right. Uh, Jib, anyone else from the RB position? I like mainly the top running backs that we already mentioned in our uh, waiver. And then um, the bottom two, Ty Johnson, DJ Dallas, like two running backs with um, mm-hmm. injuries in front of them. And they have some kind of role. I'd be like they're going to be the scat back receiving downs back. But We've seen Ty Johnson be productive last year with Carter, and we've seen DJ Dallas been productive for short periods of time. So uh, just keep an eye on those two below. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. Let's go to some wide receivers here. I'm going to do some first, and then we'll get to another section after this. Uh, first section here. Um, these are just over 40%, but I got to mention them. If Elijah Moore was rage-dropped over him not wanting to play for the Jets anymore – uh Corey davis might not be there so elijah moore is just over that 40 percent mbs paris campbell we mentioned wandell robinson braxton barrios he always seems to do well when someone that's someone gets hurt on that jets offense yeah. josh reynolds could be a possibility if st brown can't go and then tyler boyd um anyone you want to highlight to that group um i think probably you know braxton barrios is probably widely available um and he is you know, I think a solid bi-week fill in, you know, plug them as you're like your wide receiver three and see what happens. Start getting you some points. He had a couple touchdowns, um, you know, weeks leading up this, this week, he wasn't in the end zone. So it was a, not a great fantasy day. So, but that's just who he is. You get lucky with a touchdown and you get double digit points, but he's, you know, he's getting targets. Corey Davis is out of the way. Um, you know, obviously we know about, Brees Hall. So who knows what this offense is going to look like now? Um, but he's he's getting targeted. Tips. Oh man, I, I just got to shout out Tyler Boyd. This man, like he plays third fiddle in the offense. This guy goes for a buck fifty. And, oh, like, he's so good down. at his role. He's he, he's, he's awesome, man. For a he's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, if he's on your waiver wire, just pick him up. Like we've seen Higgins kind of be in and out for some games. Like he's, his role can be expanded on and he definitely has a role by itself. I know like the blow up games are probably going to be less than um, some of his average outputs. So definitely uh, look into Tyler Boyd. And uh, shout out MVS too. MVS. Love that deep pass. Yeah. Finally getting in some action. Cameron said he's just going to take the L. Love it. Maybe. Hopefully Madison and Hines do well for you that week though. Imagine, imagine just Madison happens to have this big run, like an 80 yard touchdown run and Heinz has some crazy outlier of a game. Fantasy's crazy, man. It can happen. Or your opponent scores nothing that week. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, Or, or you guys are just a race to the bottom. I'm in that right now. One of my leagues. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. And some more other wide receivers I just want to throw out there for maybe some deeper leagues or whatever. Maybe you're really hurting a wide receiver. We have obviously Marquise Goodwin. I mentioned Darius Slay. Uh, Rashad uh, Shaheen from the New Orleans Saints, back-to-back big yard touchdowns. Traquan Smith has mm-hmm. done really well over the last two weeks without Landry and Michael Thomas there. He's got, like, back-to-back 10 fantasy points. Noel Brown had more targets than Michael Gallup. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones has done really well over the last four weeks now. Uh, Michael Harmon won a big low game. I don't know if that's going to ever probably happen again, but – Maybe he starts getting more involved after the bye. Uh, Khalif Raymond, if both the Reynolds and St. Brown are out, just to throw that out there. Jameson Williams, of course. Isaiah McKenzie, Robbie Anderson, Traquan Burks, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, T- uh, Traquan, I can't say his name. Traquan Thornton. There's so many of these names <laughs> here, I can't say him today. Obviously, Joshua Palmer and DeAndre Carter are both on bye, but might want to worry about what Michael uh, Michael Mike Williams is gone for the next few weeks, so just keep that in mind as well. So anyone there, guys, sticks out to you. 
Um, I think Michael Carter is a good name. Uh, it sucks he's going into buy, so you might have to drop him or not pick him up because of it. Um, DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter. Who did I say? <laughs> I don't, I don't you right <laughs> DeAndre Carter. Who? <laughs> I, I said Michael Carter. Yeah, no, DeAndre Carter. Um, because if if that high ankle sprain does linger, um, you know, again, he's kind of filling in that role. He's getting well, when they're missing people because Keenan Allen didn't play the second half. DeAndre Carter saw five targets. So, um, you know, if all of a sudden um, Mike Williams misses time and then I think Carter is going to get five, six targets again. So. Dibs. You already know my man, Miko Harvin. What a performance. I was oh, watching God. that game. I was like, dude, this man's on my bench. <laughs> he wasn't actually. But um, like, don't really put all your eggs in the basket. He's going to buy, obviously. He only had like four receptions, three carries, three touchdowns. So like we saw all the receivers actually be involved. So just speculate on him, but don't like put any fab or anything on him. And yeah. going back to my man, Donovan Peoples-Jones, just keeps putting mm-hmm. those good weeks back together. And like you said, with Cooper and that trade uh, scenario, like, hey, like what happens when Deshaun Watson comes back and he has Donovan Peoples-Jones going too. So you got like a locked and loaded, like low-end wide receiver or wide receiver three and – you get them now before the price goes up. Mm-hmm. Like it. Uh, I got one more question here before we get to the last part of the night here. Um, do, would you trade Michael Thomas for Gus Edwards? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So fast. So fast your head would spin. Gus Edwards limited today, by the way. Nah. Fine. Michael okay. Thomas, Michael Thomas lives limited. <laughs> Michael Thomas. Yeah, he, he put the team on his back this week and he needs a half a day rest. <laughs> oh, Thursday night football God. against the bar. Michael Thomas has been limited since 2018. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, some tight ends here. Jawan Johnson, Kate Alden, uh, Greg Dolichik, uh, Harrison Bryant, and then, of course, Noah, uh, Noah Fant. Foster Moreau, if uh, Darren Waller is out again, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, and Irv Smith Jr. Anyone you guys want to highlight there? We've said a lot about tight ends already, but. What has Cole Komet done to be on this list? I don't know. He might do well tonight. (laughs) I love Cole Komet. I I can't get off him yet. Okay. Um, For me, like, we're going to stick with my waiver recommendation the last two weeks, Evan Ingram. Um, Noah Fats actually has been picking up some slack, but um, I'm going out of this group, Evan Ingram, your recommendation, Harrison Bryan, and Jawan Johnson, especially if those receivers don't come back for the Saints. Mm -hmm. And Adam Trotman's out too. That'd be great. Oh, yes. And that guy. John, anything there? Um, no, I still like Kate Otten and Dulcich. I think those are the two guys, young guys, that have upside um, I'd be going after. Jawan Johnson is for sure uh, another good add if um, they got no Troutman uh, and they got no Michael Thomas and they got no Landry. So, you know, he could be necessary again if they go into the, the week all banged up. True. All right, cool. So that is our waiver wire show. Any final questions? Three, throw, three, please throw them in the chat. If not, guys, we're going to get out of here. All right, boys, uh, let's do some sign-offs here. Coach John, anything you want to say? Um, I pray for anyone that you know won this week. You are, are lucky. You're fortunate. Take your week seven win. You know, recover, bounce back, and, and move on. And if you didn't win, like most people, I feel like everyone lost this week. Um, just know that fantasy starts again. <laughs> this week you make your waiver wire choices and try and you know get back on on week eight of course and cameron has another question who are you scooping here robbie anderson kj osborne greg dolchik uh deandre carter or braxton barrios uh carter's on by so probably not him kj osborne i think we know who he is right now without an injury robbie anderson and dorch i think Give me Robbie Anderson and we'll see what happens. If you need yeah, a long I think play, it's, put Carter. I think it's probably if you need – yeah, I, I, it's funny. If you need to start someone, I almost want to say Braxton Berrios, but I probably would add Robbie Anderson and just see what happens there. More, more, Way more upside. Right. Chips? Uh, Robbie this week, Dorch next week. I mean, um, not Dorch, DeAndre Carter. Sorry. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wants to make sure Elijah Mitchell is a definitely drop. I can if use you the need ice. space, it's definitely for me. 
Um, I want to hold on to Jameson Williams so bad. So I could use that spot for Jameson Williams. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Keep Jameson Williams over Elijah Mitchell. You know, if you can, I guess maybe Jameson Williams is due back any week, right? So Uh, I think probably not until mid-November at least. So yeah, I I think if this is, and especially if this is purely redraft, you're good dropping Elijah Mitchell. You're good. It's just it's not it's not happening. Or just try to pedal him around for something. Can I trade to every owner and see what happens and take a biter? If not, yeah, that's, it. Do. that's it. Uh, Jibs, sign off, my friend. Oh, what do you want me to do? Whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go Monday Night Football. I want some points to be scored in this one. Should be a 12 to 9 game. Hoping uh, Ramondre Stevenson doesn't find the end zone. I hope Mooney doesn't find the end zone. Hope he does. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. But um, great episode, guys. If you know a Bryce Hall uh, manager in your league, just go give him a hug. He Mm. needs one. Mm -hmm. If not, just pour one out for the guy. So kudos to you guys. Let's get starts and sits. Boom, boom. Hell yeah, guys. So, uh, again, thank you all for listening. Obviously, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Again, thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in and chatting in our group here. If you have any want to know more about us, go see us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Uh, We put our announcements and uh, great content that we'd be posting up there with either articles or episodes or anything in between with, like, rankings and everything. So check that out as well. Please subscribe to us on YouTube right here. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Comment us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to our podcast. And again, thanks for listening. We'll be back Thursday, like Jibs just said, for some starts and sits. Till then, guys, have a great one. The back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Sh- like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. Go.